0: Welcome to the Triskillian, the Purica podcast, where it's all about nature, science, you. In this episode of the Triskillian, the Purica podcast, we've got an opportunity to check back in with registered holistic nutritionist, Tanya Ritko of Purica. And today we're talking six degrees of personal and professional learning. Listen, we're going to get into all those six degrees, but remind us, How did you first get attracted to natural health and the natural health industry? Uh, What were the roots of your interest in the space in the first place?
1: Like, you know, like so many things, it's oftentimes our uh, personal experiences that inspire us and, and what we get passionate about. And that's you know, no, I, no exception in this case. My family. I started noticing you know, health issues within my family. Um, you know, from heart disease, from arthritis, to, to, to those kind of those kind of things, among many others, within uh, family and friends, and that kind of spurred on my interest. And then, where I really started to, um, you know, was. Notices my being impacted myself with my own blood sugar issues, and and to the point where it was affecting me and my mood. And I, I just you know looked we're looking at things and solutions to 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 where it was time that I needed to take a look at it. From a from a very young age, I actually always had um, like so many people do, and you know even in kids in general. But I had a really really strong sugar craving where it was to the point that my parents actually would. Um, lock the freezer on, on me because I would take my, you know, I would sneak in and I'd take my spoon and I'd be eating ice cream right out of the, you know, out of the tub. Uh, or, you're not alone you know, there either. What's that? You're not,
0: you're not alone there either. No, I mean, no, uh,
1: probably not. But I don't know if you ever had the freezer locked on your butt. Um, <laughs> no, that I haven't, that then, I haven't. Then uh, you know, even from an experience I remember as you know, as a kid, where I had you know, the, you know those chocolates, the pot of gold, where you uh, you know just, that you, you know. Oftentimes, I don't know for kid, for kids, they look for that that cherry chocolate. So um, as I was looking for that, I was very young, and I I remember biting. I had taken a bite out of every single chocolate to find that one, and and I but <laughs> I placed them back in the box. And so my mom was um, we had guests, um, we had guests oh, over, and. When I was like, oh, you know, let's have a let's have a nice treat. I have some chocolates, and she goes grab the chocolates and and literally like to come serve them. Must have been really embarrassing for her because <laughs> she opens up the box and there's a bite out of every chocolate except for the one that I that I did the cherry one. I
0: that was I missing. If in it, that was <laughs> yeah. gone
1: completely. But it was like imagine offering your guests you know chocolates from a box with a little piece. of a bite out of each one of them. So anyways, needless to say, that was kind of shows.
0: <laughs> the little teeth marks basically gave you away, but maybe your parents didn't even need to uh, uh, determine who it was with the teeth no, marks. They, they, they knew that you were the uh, uh, the sugar craving one.
1: Yeah, it was it was, it was was sort of an obvious one for, yeah, it was no, um, yeah, I, I couldn't even hide that. They just knew. So anyways, did those, did those later guests in life ever come back?
0: Was, <laughs> did those guests ever come back?
1: If they did, I'm sure they brought a box of chocolate, or, or yeah. uh, you know, just said that they wouldn't have have a dessert. They're okay without, I'm sure. But oh boy! Uh, but I, uh, you know, it's it's funny looking back from those early stages sometimes, because later in life it sort of manifests itself and and still continuing with those cravings. But the uh, you know hypoglycemic, you know that low blood sugar, but affecting my moods where I needed to really look at that and that's when I started to say, okay, I need to take control over that and and look at what I'm doing and and take it more seriously and I started to to really make some big shifts and and that's when I really immersed myself in nutrition and, and, and seeing what how it impacts your mood and impacts your overall health and and just looking into that diving into that and, and my family, you know my parents were already uh because of my grandfather having heart issues and heart disease in our family they were already looking they were going down the path on a personal interest and for my dad as well it started to become um you know they had they had uh started in the natural health, so it was you know a natural thing that happened uh with me I started up a my own website back in the day when you know online wasn't even a thing and and it started stemming from from those kind of beginnings and and working with a Canadian distributor and then um, just it really happened quite organically and and here I've been also with Purica for for over a decade now and it really falls in line with with uh, you know how I look at look at my my interest in nutrition and how they the formulations not only how they help people on on so many levels, but also how they look at the stress impact because stress has such a such, um, an impact on our overall health and well-being. Uh,
0: tell us about the website a little bit because, I mean, I know it was not e-commerce by today's standards. It might have been C-commerce or D-commerce, you know, not quite e-commerce. But uh, back in the day, you must have been sort of really ahead of the curve because not a lot of people were marketing any kind of products online, let alone uh, natural health uh, products.
1: Yeah, it was surprising me, you know. I actually was doing pretty pretty good. You know, uh, it was sort of something that um you know, I started up and I created it myself and it was real basic, you know, the front page. It's not like the way things are done now. We're really basic. Uh uh but I just took the time to learn how to do it in a, in a, in a month. I sort of put it together and and you know, step by step and and I did this website and got the yeah, the e-commerce was was uh, definitely not as sophisticated as, you know, what it is today, but you know, I was, um, it was, open opened up to like all over the place. So it wasn't just Canada. It was, it, it, there was a lot less, you know, it's a little bit less regulations probably back in the day. So, um, but yeah, it's, it was um, definitely a, an interesting learning and, and, uh, uh, you know, not, not nearly as sophisticated as they are, but I was, um, but it was an, in, you know, start before that. It wasn't as common, obviously, as it is now for people doing it. It's sort of, you, you're on, if you're you basically anyone that's doing business is is you know ha- is also online or has a website and that. So, um,
0: what did you what did you call your your website back in the day?
1: Yeah, it was Natural Herbal Care. It was in, back in the day.
0: So, I mean, you know, am I right to sort of say you, you've got the influence from your parents who are in the natural health industry by this time? You've got the initial personal. Uh, intrigue with you know blood sugar and and managing sugar cravings and mood uh, you combine it with an opportunity to work for a Canadian distributor uh, you've got uh, an opportunity with uh, you know uh, companies and you know phytoplankton and sort of the um, you know the science side of things and then you take that herbal uh, background and you combine it with medicinal mushrooms that are synonymous with purica uh, it, it seems that you know um, you and purica sort of uh, came together quite Quite naturally, uh, both professionally and personally.
1: Oh yeah, it definitely was something also too that I was aware of well before I um, even got involved. My my family was taking PureCo products, and I was seeing the, you know, they were they were the ones that were actually telling me um, before that I even got involved and in, in how things were working for them. So um, my grandmother was. Uh, you know, it came Immune 7 and, and um, you know, family on recovery, and I have friends that have been on it from, from right the very beginning, so it was, uh, you know, so it was something I was familiar with uh, already, was quite familiar with and knew about, so, so it wasn't anything, um, so it was, I knew a lot of, you know, about it even before I, even before I started to come on board.
0: You know, there's, there's a lot of professions, a lot of jobs that once, once they're sort of in your blood, it's hard to really do anything different because you've got so much passion for it. Would you say that that is a good description of you in the health industry? You, you've been sort of immersed in it for so long, uh, uh, it, it, it becomes not just a profession, it becomes a passion play?
1: You know, absolutely. I was thinking about that the other day, and I was thinking it's really hard for me to think outside of it because it is something so much that feels a part of me. It feels something that I that I think about that I'm just passionate about, and it, yeah, it, it, I would I would for sure say that's true.
0: We're talking to Tanya Ritko, Registered Holistic Nutritionist with Purica, uh, talking about her early roots in the business. Uh, Listen, before we sort of get set for the second part of of, of our journey today, where we're going to sort of walk through these six degrees of personal and professional learning, uh, let me ask you, I mean, how has the natural health industry changed in the, you know, 20-something years that you've been uh, uh, involved in it? over these past couple of decades, what are the things that really stand out to you in terms of how it's grown and how it's changed?
1: I, I mean, I think that's you know, such a sort of a, yeah, that question is interesting. It's, um, I think it's changed a lot more awareness out there on... on um, a lot more
0: mainstream, right?
1: But yeah, a lot more, and there's a lot more education. Like before, when you talked about medicinal mushrooms, people didn't really... You know know what that meant even though it's been used in eastern cultures for thousands of years they've used but now because more research behind uh some the you know m- uh, medicinal mushrooms that there's more people out in the west that now in western culture is more familiar with things um so i think in a lot of ways uh things have changed a lot of times before it was more when people were um it still is this is common human human nature when you're feeling th- sick or you're feeling like you you have an injury to do something about it. but a lot of people are getting a little bit more proactive I think as well about their health. Um, if they see things in their family and and uh, that are that tend to be in their family they they're sort of being more proactive about different things that they can do for their health to mitigate and also I, you know, realizing that I think people realize what stress and impact has, uh, of stress has on our our health and our immune system and our overall well-being, and and uh, you know, looking at ways to mitigate um, the the impacts of stress. I think that there's a lot more awareness on that as well.
0: Well, you mean, stress can be sort of a series of small things. It can also be, uh, you know, a few big things. We'll break down some of that in the second half of this episode of the Triskelion, the Purica podcast with registered holistic nutritionist, Tanya Ritko of Purica. You're in the natural health zone with the Triskelion, the Purica podcast. We're back with registered holistic nutritionist, Tanya Ritko of Purica. Tanya, before we get into... Uh, these six degrees of personal and professional learning. I mean, the the thought that occurs to me is when you've been as immersed in the natural health industry as you have been these, you know, two decades or so, uh, it's almost like it, it it becomes part of your DNA. It's almost like you, you can't really approach anything personally, professionally without sort of it being seen through the filter, filter of natural health, natural solutions, uh, and, you know, what's good for you.
1: Yeah, I, I absolutely think it's true, and I mean, I, I, I really uh, looking at it a little bit like um, I think about it, it, it's sort of that saying. If you know, you don't think about um, you know, it, I, I think about taking care of your health is like buying insurance. You, you really don't think about it until something happens. Then you're really happy you have it, and I just think that having a strong base really helps with so many things, whether whatever life throws our way. So whether it's emotional or physical, if we're, if we're from a depleted state, it's a lot harder to get through things than it is if we're starting at least from a stronger base, we're going to recover faster. um, And I think that that, that I, I often think about that is, is like how important that is. And it's easy to, you know, Think of something, but I, I, I you know, of course, I sort of been living and breathing this, being in the natural health, and I and I'm passionate about it. But there's nothing like when something personally happens that having to apply that, which is, you know, in 2016 with um, you know, personal experience, that personal experience that uh, that happened um, a, you know with with uh, the birth of uh, our daughter Alexa, that really, uh, really is what threw you know threw me into realizing how much I believe in that statement.
0: Uh, Tanya, I mean, you, you know, I, I know that in your uh, uh, chapter where you talk about these six degrees of personal professional learning, it, you, you start about how important it is to process info. And, and you did that just right from the very beginning, didn't you, in terms of you wanted to know exactly where you're at, where the pregnancy was at. Um, uh, just e- explain how that worked for you and how important it was to help you get through it.
1: Yeah, I often think of this experience, and I, I mean, this is a, you know an unusual. I mean, things happen in life, and and sometimes even if it's intense, we can we can apply the same principles to like everything in life, whether it's big or small. And that experience was definitely something that pushed my limits more than anything ever in my life um, had you know has and. Uh, it was a, you know obviously a very daunting experience and and just the cold version of you know what happened is um you know break, breaking the water at a very early stage and and uh, just over five five months and uh things looking pretty daunting and having to make some informa- some decisions and and just processing that information getting all the facts of things i think in life we just get all the facts the details and information and then having to um you know having to just make that process, get, get all the data and then making decisions for, for ourselves. And and I think that's the first step with anything is processing information, allowing ourselves, whatever we're going through is to to process that information and give ourselves to sort of honor that time to, to be able to do that, to just kind of give ourselves. um, I think that's really, really important.
0: Uh, You know, it might sound like a cliche, but when you're in a tough situation, uh, when you're dealing with potentially negative circumstances, there's nothing quite like positive thinking and positivity.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's that was huge. Um, the positive thinking, but it's you know it's easy to be positive thinking, but sometimes um, I think it's a step further than just positive thinking. I think sometimes we, I it, yeah, I definitely think positive thinking. You have to be realistic, and and uh, but I, what for me in, the, in this circumstance, I knew that uh, that anything could be, some things could be out of my control in the situation. But the one thing that I had only you know the only thing I could do is walk that you know, is really apply those principles and I know um, at the, how much your your mindset can impact your overall health. And I knew if it's one thing I needed to do is, is really think positively and, and to focus on the positive. Knowing that I didn't wasn't sure exactly how the outcome was, but I knew I needed my mindset. I didn't want my mindset to be a factor in it. I didn't want to create stress, even though it was a stressful situation, looking for ways to mitigate that to at least be as healthy as I could possible go through in the situation. So... And that meant um, positive thinking also meant creating healthy boundaries around me. You know, like I, I think in life, creating those boundaries, especially if you're going through something, is creating the boundaries. And that, that team of people and making sure that you, what you let in, uh, just, just being really aware of that at the time, too, is, is creating an environment for yourself that you can continue to, you know, to help yourself in, in that mindset.
0: Uh, you often mention the importance of goal setting. Uh, how, how was that so uh, important for you going through this experience, uh, going through, um, you know, uh, 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 saving, protecting the pregnancy and, and and giving birth?
1: Yeah, the goal setting was, you know, because it's sitting, you know, nobody's sort of prepared for. I mean, I, I'm someone this is. You know that likes to be active, outdoor in nature, and 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 sort of here you're in in a situation where I'm laying in laying in bed, which is was pretty daunting. So, yeah, I I think the goal setting thing for me was, um, like, it had to be. It really was daunting, and I think with anything in a goal setting that anyone's putting together, sometimes it can be so daunting. And for this, it was really daunting. Thinking like sitting in a in a hospital bed for for as long as I can um, was really like daunting. So, but so how I really did it is is thinking a day at a time. And how can I get through one day? If I can get through one day, I can get through the next day. And if I can get through the next day, I can get through the next day. And then before I knew it, it was 49 days that I got through, which if I looked at that time, at the time, I thought, I can't possibly do it. So the goal setting was literally getting through a day, and then the next goal setting was getting through a week. And how I you know, did that was really, honestly, as you know, what got me through was the, the visualization of that in the goal setting was lit- like – I was literally looking at the wall and at the end of the day putting a star on the calendar and then I would do an origami, origami uh, butterfly to mark that week. And it was that visualization of looking at the calendar and the stars and looking at that the butterflies on the wall kind of go along the wall to be like, hey, I'm making progress. And I think with goal setting is having some things that you feel you're making progress. This is obviously an extreme situation, but it can be applied to anything in life that creating those goals and looking at that. Uh, was, like, so, and that visualization to help me was, like, crucial. So um, I I try and apply that, and I look back at this, and I try and apply that sometimes with small things, um, especially if something feels, you know, daunting, just how can you break it down to make it feel like you're making progress and to keep the momentum and, and keep yourself in that positive and inspired, you know, state of mind
0: Uh, You talk about that positive, inspired uh, state of mind. Uh, When you were looking at the stars on each day and you're looking at the origami butterflies, uh, you know, I know in in these situations, sometimes it's like such a long a tunnel, and you see the light at the end of the tunnel, but you you know how much you have in front of us. Did this give you a sense of, hey, you know what? We've been able to get this far, so yep. far, doing the things we're doing, and we're just going to keep on doing it. Uh, did you did you find yourself absorbing things that way?
1: Yeah, I did. I mean, there is days, and then you know, I can't. There are days where you can, your mind can spin, and so I just really had to keep. I kept bringing myself back, and that's when you, I sort of was like focusing on what you can control. So literally it was like when that happened, you know, it was like focusing on my breathing. There wasn't a lot I could do. So it was, you know, what can I do to kind of center myself? And normally you'd go for a walk in nature, and this is the circumstances where I couldn't. So what could I do? And it was like focusing on my breathing. Can I set my environment up? I was in a, you know, very small room, as you know. So what can I, what can I do? So it was like having plants. I like to get out in nature, but I couldn't get out in nature. So, I so I, some plants in in the room, and and like I, you know, just having a Himalaya lamp and, and music playing, you know, that soft music playing, and creating the an environment to kind of focus on what I can control. control and
0: watching and just, the Gil- Gilmore Girls.
1: Yeah, yeah, watching a Gilmore. That, that's thanks to, to to Kate Walken that gave that suggestion because uh, <laughs> it was a good, you know, something really light. Just trying to keep things as light as as possible to just kind of get through really like literally it was getting through the day at that time. So it was whatever could keep me in the most positive um, state and calm state, you know, to, the, to be in that parasympathetic state when you're in the probably, you know, really the most eggshells I've ever walked in in my entire life.
0: But by focusing on what you can control and trying not to be attached to what you can't control, the goal setting, it all came together. Uh, It all sounds like it came together. And I know that uh, I I wanted to ask you this and just to relive the moment. But uh, the pediatrician who is such a wonderful pediatrician, Dr. Rosengarten, uh, uh, obviously one of the best in the business, he set a goal of 28 weeks and you got there. And uh, do you remember the feeling of of what that meant and how it helped sort of, uh, uh, you know, extended another week or two before, uh, before Alexa was born.
1: Yeah, I remember that, you know, and that's the thing where I think that, you know, I remember him bringing in a, in, in, in a big cake to, to celebrate that milestone. I think that is a really thing that I noticed too, is that the support around and, and something like I think is worth mentioning as too, is that, you know, oftentimes, and this is kind of a side note, but oftentimes we don't think about, um, how much impact and and this goes to like to support like you know we sometimes you can't say things to it's so hard to- to to say the right thing to people when they're going through anything, but yeah, it's amazing how somebody just sending "Hey, thinking of you like all that kind of um Support, even the smallest thing of thinking of you or like, uh, you know, any sort of small thing, like all that energy and support. Because I know sometimes there have been people in situations and I've been like not knowing what to, you know, not knowing what to say. So I realize I don't sometimes always have the right thing to say. So it's always time, sometimes you can always say you're thinking of someone or, or send, you know, just, just, just acknowledge that. And that, you know, that goes a long way. So, but, but definitely I found that. Yeah, that support of, of course, all the people around like uh, that we had, it had, um, you know, Dr. Rosengarten, of course, was a major, major support uh, system and uh, that was, and creating that, creating that goal uh, helped definitely just keep focusing on that. But I think also too was the, is the... um, focusing on what you can, um, literally, you know, I set up that schedule, which was um, of what I was going to do for the day, which was very, you know, very minimal, because there wasn't much I could do, but actually just checking off the things I did that I took, you know, what what supplements I took, and uh, did I do my breathing exercise, my my physio was literally, you know, circling my wrists and my ankles, so it wasn't much, but I would check it off uh, each day, and I'd have that, you know, we had that chart of the schedule for the day, and... You know, some of those things, it's amazing how you, know, you have to create sort of things for yourself to help whatever your system is to help you get through things. And that actually was uh, surprisingly really helpful. I felt like I accomplished something, and, and that, that was another thing that really helped.
0: We've got Tanya Ritko, Registered Holistic Nutritionist, for another uh, 60, 90 seconds here on this episode of the Triskillium, the Purica podcast. So, Tanya, I mean, you've talked about, you know, these six degrees of personal and professional learning, the processing of, of info, positivity, positive thinking, goal setting, the power of goal setting, focusing on what you can control, uh, drawing inspiration from the little things and from your support team. And then, of course, further collaborating, uh, you know, the importance of collaboration and teamwork, not Mm -hmm. you all having to do it yourself. Uh, Any other advice that you can give us as we close out uh, uh, the podcast in terms of uh, how people can, um, you know, get through adversity, uh, you know, by Taking this kind of an approach,
1: yeah, I think I think getting through, uh, you know, there's it's always a, a, a combination of those things, like you mentioned, and and I think also accepting the support around you, um, accepting support and looking for inspiration. Like I found that looking for stories that would inspire me, um, that that were hopeful like really helped me as well. And, and honoring after too, the time that you've been through things, because sometimes you don't realize the impact of something you've been through because you're just in the process of going through it and honoring that time. Like for me, and fortunately I, you know, I'm, I'm very you know, fortunate. I feel blessed to be like working with uh, you know in the industry that I am, because the, I, you know, I had understood that um, I had to have that time of recovering and the stress and, and doing different things. And unfortunately I have, Things in place and that you, you do on the on a, you know personal level of recovering, like and and some of the supplements that help me with stress and things like that to manage because the impacts of that after were were um, you know I had to look at the impact of going through that that situation and and ways of recovering and and just being sort of gentle with yourself in that. So I think that's you know if I can really what I'd leave is just is being able to. Um, is to really just uh, to, to honor your process and and setting up things and looking for inspiration and and just just being um, just to really taking care of yourself so that, uh, that that a situation that in life whatever is thrown your way that you're coming from a strong base to begin with uh, can can help you in, in the whole recovery process of whatever is whatever's thrown your way because I can sure I can sure tell you I was never expecting something like this to, to be thrown my way so I'm happy that the you old know, that I was starting with a strong base to begin with uh, because it was it was quite a roller coaster
0: well, you know what we talk about it all the time. Uh, there was step one was you know extending the pregnancy as far as possible. Step two was making sure that uh, Alexa got off to such a great start, and step three is uh, making sure that uh, she was able to grow up uh, uh, healthy. And she's uh, she's doing all those things. And I think thanks largely to that strong base that you bought you brought to the uh, to the table. And really appreciate you sharing all of this. Uh, and we'll uh, have to check in again and get you back on the to Depurica podcast guess again uh, real soon. Thank you. That is 6 degrees of personal and professional learning. You've been listening to the insights of Tiny Ritko RHN for Purica. You've been listening to the Triskilian, the Purica podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at purica wellness and sign up for our e-newsletter at purica.com.